Shalom everybody, welcome back. We have insights in the Parsha of the week, Parsha Tchuma, based on the teachings of Rabbi Nachman and Rav Nosen. And just a friendly reminder, if these classes are inspiring you and enlightening you, please, please share them onto your status and whatever other means you could. <clears throat> in this week's Parsha, Tchuma, it's a very big, and we know it's big, from the Zohar on this week's parasha. The Zohar is one big fat book just on the parasha because the idea of the construction of the tabernacle is basically the construction of the Maaseh Bereshit, of the creation. It's reflected in all the various components of the tabernacle, the menorah, the showbread table, the altar, the incense altar, the Holy of Holies, the Ark, the Krashim, the Amudim, everything parallels the creation. It's very, very deep and very powerful and a lot of depth inside. In this week's parsha, we have the section dealing with the krashim. The krashim are the wooden beams coated with gold that form the actual shell of the tabernacle. Okay? So the Pasuk says, this is in the fourth aliyah of the parsha. So we're talking about chapter 26, verse 15, the beginning of Revi'i. So Hashem commands Moshe the following, Asita et hakerashim lamishkan. Okay, and you should make the krashim, the, the, the wooden uh, uh, pillars, if you want to call them, for the mishkan, to be the mishkan. How do you make the krashim, the walls, the pillars of the mishkan? Atzei shitim omdim. Wood, what type of a wood? A wood called shita. It's a type of, there's obviously many different opinions what exactly it is. It's a type of Erez. Erez, a type of, of an Erez tree. How you can translate it. There's so many translations. It's a type of a cedar tree. Okay? And the verse says, omdim, Standing. Pillars of wood. These, these beams of wood of this cedar tree called Shitim. But standing. Standing as opposed to what? As opposed to then being lined up like logs one on top of the other, they should be standing erect, one next to the other, okay? So Rashi points out from the word, Vasita et hakerashim, and you should make the beams. It could, it could say, the verse could have read, Vasita krashim, la mishkan, and you should make beams for the mishkan. I understand the idea. Why does it go out of its way to say, Vasita et hakerashim, and you should make the, as if the famous the of heyayediyah, it's called in, it's in, in, in Torah terminology, when there's a hey, something that's known. So what's known? What the beams? So Rashi points out, these are specific beams of cedar wood. What are they? This it was what Yaakov Avinu ordered and commanded his sons when they left the land of Israel to go down into Egypt. So he told his sons, take with us, well, let's take cedar beams. So he went to Be'er Sheva, the Midrash says, in order to cut cedar beams of trees that Avram Avinu planted. If you recall, it says earlier in Parshat Vayera, Vayita Eshel, that Avram Avinu opened a big Hachnasat Orchim guest house with free food and lodging and everything. And Avram Avinu, for the decoration of the area, planted, it's so to speak, he planted... He planted uh, beams, uh, uh, cedar trees. So Yaakov, when going down to Egypt, he went to Beersheba to cut down these trees 
in order to be used eventually for the Mishkan. He foresaw all of this, Yaakov Avinu, with divine prophecy. Okay? So, and, and he went down quickly, had, had them planted in Egypt. So there was the uprooted from Israel, from Beersheba, planted in Egypt, so that when the Jews left Egypt, already before, and Yaakov Avinu commanded his descendants, he said, when you leave Egypt to go back to the Holy Land, don't forget to cut these cedar trees that we planted, that we took, in order to be for the Mishkan. Rashi says all this, okay? So now, there was an Inyan that he was Mizarez. The Rashi brings down, well, you know what, let's see it inside Rashi, so you can see it for yourself, okay? Yaakov Avinu nata arazim be Mitzrayim. Yaakov Avinu planted cedar trees in Egypt. Ukeshemet, and when he's about to leave the world, Tziva lebanav la'alotam imahem keshetsu mitzrayim. He ordered his sons to take these cedar trees that he planted in Egypt with them when they leave Egypt. Va'amar lahem, and he told his sons, Yaakov Avinu, Sha'atid akadosh ba'uchu letzavot otan la'asot mishkan ba'midbar. That in time to come, in the future, Hashem, blessed be He, is going to command the Jewish people, His descendants, to make a tabernacle in the desert. Me'atzei shitim, using cedar beams. As re'u she'yu mezumanim b'yedchem. So see to it that these cedar beams should be prepared and ready in your hands. Okay, so that's the point of ha-krashim. Which krashim, which beams? Those which, were, which are already set aside by Yaakov Avinu. Okay, so Rashi continues quoting a poem recited by some on Yom Tov, the first day of Yom Tov of Pesach, Hu Shiyasad HaBavli, this is as the Paitan, the, the poet, the, the, the poem maker of, of religious poetry we're talking about, he wrote in the piyut that's recited on the first day of Pesach, and this is the wording, it's a very difficult wording, the piyutim, and you require, it requires study to understand them. But Rashi is quoting it as a proof to what he's saying here. Tas mata mezorazim. Tas can mean like long, straight, flat cedar beams. But also tas means like tisa, to fly. They flew mata mezorazim. They flew fast to leave Egypt, the planting of the mezorazim. Yaakov was mezarez. He sped speedily to, to plant them. Because we didn't say we didn't say this point. Yaakov, if you remember, when Yosef revealed himself to the brother, the brothers, to the sons of Yaakov, he said, "Now go quickly. Tell my father, come maher, come fast to Egypt." He stressed fast, and the, the midrash says, "What's this fast? To come to plant speedily the cedar trees that have to be planted here for the Mishkan." We need the speed. It's an amazing thing here. We need the speed for the planting of the cedar trees in Egypt. Speed is needed. So Yaakov speedily went to Beersheba, cut down the trees, I'm sorry, unplanted them, replanted them when he went down to Egypt. And when the Jews left, they also speedily, because like the, 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 the Python says, Mizorazim, they were quick. And, and Yaakov told the sons, have them ready and be quick with them. It's a cold, the whole work around the cedar trees was quick. Fast to uproot them, fast to replant them in Egypt, and fast to uproot them and bring them when they left Egypt to, to, to the desert to, to make the tabernacle on the way to Eretz Yisrael. Okay? So he continues, Tas mezorazim, korot batenu arazim. So like we said, Tas, they flew like as very fast, the, the plantings of the mezorazim, those who were quick to do them, 
and eventually they became korot, they became the korot, the, the pillars, korot batenu arazim, for the house, our house, which is the tabernacle, made of cedar. Okay? And Ivarish explains now, Shenizdarzu, they were quick, Yaakov and his sons and his descendants, liyot muchanim be'adam mikodem lachem. He was Mizdarez, that they should be ready beforehand. So the question is, why Yaakov Avinu, of all the things in the tabernacle, you're so concerned of the beams? <laughs> you know, there's also the ark, there's also the menorah, there's also the shulchan. Why not prepare gold, maybe, or some other items? Why specifically the walls of the of the of the of the of the of the mishkan of the tabernacle? Okay, you chose dafka this thing, and what's this inyan of being so quick? The Midrash says he went down quickly to Beersheba, uprooted them quickly, planted them quickly, and they're under. And also when they left, to make sure it was done quickly. Why this quickness? Okay, it's there's questions here. So to understand, we will gain the depth and perspective from Rabbi Nachman's Likutei Moran. Um, again, amazing, amazing lesson twenty-four, which is just so amazing. Okay, in lesson twenty-four, Rabbi Nachman says two things. He says, by doing a mitzvah besimcha, the, the, the simcha, the joy in doing a mitzvah, causes the mitzvah to gain momentum, movement. And this momentum, is, which is like fast movement, gets the whole creation to wake up and come back to Hashem. And when this happens, blessing is activated, bracha comes down to the world. However, the main bracha that a person should strive to receive when bracha is activated is the blessing of the intellect, of knowledge of Hashem. However, we all know that a person who just is after the intellect of the Torah, and there's a lot of intellect out there, we don't doubt that at all. But the thing is that as much as you are pursuing intellect of the Torah, you join it with emuna, Meaning, you always know as much as you know, there's so much more that you don't know. And the trick is, the thing is, the more you know Torah, the more you realize how much you don't know, and you have no other alternative than to rely on faith and emuna to continue forward. And Rabbi Nachman teaches this joining of faith, emuna, and intellect together, they create, they allow for the presence of a thing called the keter. The keter is a wall separating the whole creation from Hashem. Hashem is called the infinite one, the infinite light, the light of the infinite one. There's a barrier between Hashem and the creation, and that's called the keter. This keter is made when a Jew, through doing his mitzvot besimcha, he creates this combination of sechel, the blessing of the sechel, intellect of the Torah, and emunah together. This allows the keter. And how does the keter work? The keter, when a, when a person now reaches this high level, which means now the next level above him is perceiving Hashem, so to speak, the infinite light. And because a person is finite, and he cannot, in a finite existence, um, perceive the infinite light. So what the Keter does, it bounces back a person, forcing him to stand and wait. He's pushed back from the momentum that the mitzvah caused him to go up and up and up and up and up. He's now forced to stand. And this standing and waiting process, Hamten, Rabbi Nachman teaches in this lesson, that Keter is like the word Katar in the verse in Eov, where Elihu says to Eov, Katar li ze'er, wait for me a moment, and I'll answer, wait, Katar, it's in, it's in Aramaic, not in Hebrew. So Katar, Keter, Rabbi Nachman says they're, short, they're, they're, they're connected, waiting. It means to stand. When you stand and wait, 
you build vessels that within these vessels, even though you are in a finite existence, you can perceive in a flashing experience the infinite light. So even though you're finite, you have a light of the infinite light shining into you. Two opposites. Finite, perceiving infinite. How? By being bounced back and maintaining that bounce, not crashing, not being broken because of it, being happy and positive. This allows you to perceive the infinite light. Okay? In our context, okay, the Amudim, the Mishkan, the, the whole Mishkan, we call it, the verse itself says, Vasita hakrashim la Mishkan. The essence of the tabernacle was the walls. Because without the walls, the, the, the shell of the tabernacle, what value is the ark? What value is the menorah? If there's no privacy, if there's no constriction, there's no wall, there's no separation, you can't bring light down to penetrate and do. In order for there to be activity of a divine light, you need a tzimtzum, a constriction, a wall. That's why Halakha says, ideally, you should not daven out in the field on a beach. You need like a type of a wall. You need a surrounding, a mechitza, in order to daven. Because the mechitza, or a type of wall, a construction, a shell, allows for the light to come down. It's a tzimtzum that allows the light to come down. As opposed to just davening like that, open in a minyan, you, we're not talking about private, personal hitbo. We're talking about like a minyan, we have a quorum of people to draw down the kedusha to say kadesh and kedusha. All that you need a building, you need a wall, a type of a section, a mechitza, something like that. So too, the mishkan, the main calling of the mishkan is the amudim. The amudim are the essence of the mishkan. Yaakov Avinu, he's so associated with these amudim. Okay, it says something amazing. You, if you remember in the, this, the parsha, that besides the amudim, there were what's called brichim. There were long poles of wood, okay? Each side of the tabernacle, one, two, three. They each had five beams, okay? Two on the top, two on the bottom, and one long one in the middle. And the middle one's called the briachatichon. The, the two on the top, the two on the bottom, were on the external part of the walls of the Krashim, after they were coated of gold, okay, they they had now attached the outside types of like little, 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 um, little loops, rings, covered with gold, and in them, they would put in the four beams of wood. So when they were inside, the, the beams of wood were not covered with gold, they were wooden, but when once put into the rings with the gold coating, it, it appeared that the whole, the whole beam of wood is covered entirely with gold. So the two on the top, two on the bottom, were outside of the beam. There was one beam that went inside the wall. It's called the Briach HaTichon. The Midrash says something unbelievable, and it's super duper hard to understand. The Midrash says that this Briach HaTichon, okay, was one long pole of wood. What do you mean? It has to go on one wall, then the back wall, and then the next wall. It curved by itself like a snake. It curved, and when they would pull it out, whenever they had to take apart the, the tabernacle and then rebuild it, when they would take out this long pole, and it came out after being bent, it would again become long, and it was a super long. Okay, it's 20, um, uh, if you take the, ca- the calculation of the Mishkan, the whole, whole left wing, the right wing in the back, that's a long, long pole. And it's not pieces. It's one long pole going in all the way. 
Okay, that's one crazy thing. It said it was a miracle. This also was planted by Avram Avinu in Be'er Sheva, the Midrash says. Okay, and more than this, and this is even harder to understand, they say that this wood, this Briach HaTichon, was made from the walking stick of Yaakov. When Yaakov fled Esav, running to Lavan, it says, he, he passed the, the Jordan River, like the Midrash says, Rashi brings it down, that Yaakov put his stick in the Jordan River, and it split, and he crossed over to go to Aram, to go to the land of Lavan, okay? So the question is, a small stick, Yaakov Avinu, he may have been a giant, but how big of a giant that he has a, stone, a walking stick that's that long, that pole? So it's many questions to, to delve in this Midrash understood. But the point coming out is that Yaakov Avinu, the Midrash says, is associated with the Amudim. So that answers why Yaakov Avinu is, is so concerned, more than any other part of the tabernacle, to make sure that the cedar beams of the walls are prepared. Because he himself represents the idea of the cedar beams, okay? Now, going back to our context, <clears throat> the doing of the mitzvot besimcha and having momentum was the simcha Yaakov expressed in having the beams prepared. So he went down fast. Even Yosef hinted him, come down fast in order to prepare for the future tabernacle. Come down fast with the cedar beams, zrizut, mezorazim, fast. Because when the simcha, the mitzvah has momentum. So the mitzvah that Yaakov had in taking a part in preparation for the tabernacle, that's his doing his mitzvah besimcha with zrizut. So him, the, the zrizut is the mitzvah gaining momentum, okay? And then once the tabernacle was erected, what does the verse read? Vasita takrashim lamishkan, atzei shitim omdim. Okay, we said cedar wood, cedar wood, a type of wood called shitim, standing. And the pshat is why I say standing, as opposed to logs which are, pieces of wood which are, which are laid on one on top of the other. These are one next to each other. Okay, but in our context, omdim means once a tabernacle has been erected, okay, and now this light, it's a, it's a beacon, the whole mishkan, the holy of holies, the ark, the menorah, the, the shulchan, the, 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 the mizbeach, all of that was in order to bring down the infinite light, that the keter can be a vehicle for the infinite light. But like we said, what's needed for the keter is you have to wait. You have to be in pause mode. You have to stand. You have to wait. That's why the verse reads, Atzei Shitim Omdim. It's Omdim meaning they were standing. That until that point, there was Rizut. They were fast, fast. Yaakov said, okay, let's do it fast. Because the mitzvah has to have momentum. So he's quick to uproot the cedars from Beersheba, quick to plant them in Egypt. And his descendants were quick to uproot them and bring them to the, to, 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 for, the ex, for, the, for the redemption, the exodus, and to have them eventually planted. So you have the two parts. And then that leads to the tabernacle, which is now stuck, stay, wait, stand. So again, looking back in the payat, the, 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 the poem, it's just amazing. Right? It says, Tas mata mezorazim. The plantings of the, those who were quick, Tas flew. Because it's such a simcha of a mitzvah. And that eventually became korot, batenorazim. They became the fixed standing walls uh, made of cedar for our batenu, for our house, which is the tabernacle. So this is a message in life, is that we do simcha with mitzvot. And 
afterwards we normally receive a smash, a bash back, and people wonder, what did I do wrong? I'm only trying to do good. The answer is no, this is how you come to the next level in life. How you perceive the infinite light, which is clarity and closest to Hashem, the reward, it's experienced by standing. So the Abdo, the 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 of the the Amudim, the Koro, the Krashim, Hakrashim, they were made with Zrizut. There was a lot of speed and momentum in preparing them, and the goal to come standing. And once standing, that's how the infinite light shone within the tabernacle and also within each and every one of us. Shabbat Shalom.